So COVID cr crazily accelerated us. So we are now at 368k monthly recurring revenue. We are, as you know, um, 40 plus people, and we were I think just around 14 at the time where we talked last time. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mads Vetterkop. He is the 24-year-old CEO and co-founder of Quick Order. He's been leasing since the age of 17, where he led a sorry leading and led a sales team of eight people. At 18, he was in charge of 120 people. He founded Quick Order at age 18 and has since grown the company from five co-founders to 40 plus employees. Mads, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right, five co-founders, man. What's that mean? You guys each have like 20% of the company on day one. Yeah, so each 20% um, and been equally shared ever since. Um, so you guys don't fight? You get along? We get along, yeah. So I'm the only one left in, in management. Um, the other guys are in um, operations today. Um, but yeah, it, all, it all has always worked out really great. So what? tell us about the product. What is Quick Order? Yeah, so Quick Order is an all-in-one SaaS solution for restaurants and cafes. We call it a restaurant OS. So it consists of point of sale, schedule planning for staffing, table booking, and most importantly, online ordering and in-seat ordering um, from the consumer's firm in the restaurant. So everything is combined, and on top of that, we use the data to generate customer engaging insights and operational efficiency insights for the restaurant. Now, when you came on back in June of last year, I believe it was, you guys had raised about 2 million bucks. You told yep. me that you guys had just passed, I think, about $20,000 a month in revenue. Uh, about, had about 305 customers. Obviously, COVID has happened since then. Where's the business today? So COVID cr crazily accelerated us. So we are now at 368k monthly recurring revenue. 386. We, yeah, three. Yeah, 386. Yeah, 688. 368. 368. 368,000 a month. Yeah, monthly recurring revenue US dollars. Okay. Um, we are, as you know, um, 40 plus people. And we were, I think, just around 14 at the time where we talked last time. Mm -hmm. um, so, so just to be clear, you guys are doing like more than, it's about a four, million, four and a half million dollar run rate. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Okay, that's, I mean, that's incredible growth. That's crazy growth yeah. over 12 months. Uh, you went from nothing to four million run rate in under 18 months. Yeah, correct. Um, we're very, very happy with that. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a crazy ride. Um, our ARPC also went up um, after we added 
um, the in-seed and online ordering to the business. So we are now at 283 uh, US dollars per location. And that puts us at just around 1,300 locations all across the Nordics. So 1,300 locations, and are those individual customers, or are they sometimes there's four customers? Yeah. Brand? yeah, so sometimes it can be 10 locations for a logo. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and 10, okay, so 10 locations per account. So how many are unique? So of the 1,300 uh, locations, how many are worth a unique brand? So I actually don't have an exact number for that because we count locations, um, but a good guess would be just around a thousand. So it's various and um, got it. groups. So thir- thirteen hundred locations across a thousand sort of different brands, and they pay about two hundred eighty dollars per location. That's how you have four and a half million dollar run rate today. Yeah. Okay. So how? I mean, this is incredible, uh, incredible story, here, Mads. How did you? I mean, how did you go from you know? you know, nothing. I mean, you basically grew 4 million in revenue very quickly. Where are you getting these yep. customers? How are you setting them up? Um, so part of it came from uh, a merge with a Norwegian um, partner, um, not competitor in any way, but they were doing online ordering. Um, and of course, they brought in a lot of synergies to the business. So we were able to accelerate the growth a lot um, by bringing those guys in. Um, and the other part came from us being really, really fast uh, to react to COVID. Um, so when COVID started back in March, we were the only post in the Nordics, basically, um, especially oh, in Denmark, Norway had a few competitors, but we were one of the only ones in the Nordics that had both posts and integrated online takeaway for, for their homepage um, and the ability for the guests to order from the table with their phone. Um, and that just created a huge spike in demand because then the restaurateurs was actually continue operating instead of being shut down by the government. But which of these mats? I mean, when you when you look at your website, you you have a new you feature four products. You have Cedar, which is table booking. That's obviously out the window of COVID because no one's coming in and yeah. to sit down, right? Yep. Quick Manager, salary and shift schedule. I imagine that's not as popular now with COVID. You have Quick Serve, which is the handheld terminal for waitresses to use at tables. I imagine. Again, that's not great. If there's no one sitting, you don't need that. And then you have the quick POS cash register system. I yeah, imagine so that's the product that's building and growing the fastest. Yeah, it's the post um, and the post capabilities of doing online ordering. Um, so the post has a consumer facing side to it. Um, and Interesting. Accelerated everything. So a restaurant brand could take your old sort of quick point of sale system, which is a cash register system. You have a version of that and they can just, the restaurant can put on their homepage and then consumers can order via the homepage and feeds into their system. Yeah, correct. And so they don't have to handle a card reader or or cash for that sake. And it's just in general, very, very COVID friendly. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything is on the consumer's phone. The waiter comes to the table with, with what's ordered and paid. So there's also minimal interaction between the waiter and and the guest, uh, and that of course keeps physical distance, which is really great in COVID times. So, of the three hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars you'll do, or you did last month, did you have any profits, or were you cash flow negative? Uh, still, uh, just cash flow negatives, uh, just but very very close to break even. Um, yeah. So when you say ju- I mean, you're like you're burning five thousand dollars a month or something small. Yeah, it's very small. It's, it's less than 10K a month. Okay. And have you raised additional capital or still have the $2 million? Yeah. Um, we raised another $1.5 million-ish. Um, so in Danish, it's just around 10. 
Um, so 1.5 uh, calculated into dollars. Um, and that basically put us at this point where we are now. So you raised total $3.5 million. Yeah. Are you planning to raise additional capital now to double down on the growth you've, you've seen? Uh, not, not now. Um, we're actually waiting for, for the market, the VC market, um, to kind of find its feet again. Um, we are in the fortunate position where if we just keep doing what we do, we will hit break even um, within a few months. And that, and that is with additional hires. Um, so we can kind of play the waiting game and let the VCs line up. That's great. So 40 folks on the team, how many engineers? So that is, oh, it's been so fast. So just around 20. 20 engineers. Okay. And any quota carrying sales reps or no? Uh, yes. So we have, that's three now, but if you include CS, who also have a quota, um, it's 10. 10. Why do you, why do you give your customer success reps a quota? I see customer success as a sales position. Um, it's not an, a cost, it's an investment. Of course, the quota aren't as high as, high as, as a sales rep, but all of customer success reps are in charge of cross-selling um, and upselling on additional clients to, to existing clients because they know the best which clients can have use of other parts of our product, which they might not be paying for today. What quota do your sales reps have? So the way we, we um, calculate it is that we take their base salary and we want them to do 4x their base salary and annual contract um, revenue every month. Okay, so let's, so let's make up a number. Let's say I'm one of your sales reps. You're paying me $50,000 annually. What you're saying is you want me to close $200,000 in new ARR every month? Um, no, so monthly, um, monthly salary times four in annual revenue every month. So if you do 10K a month uh, base salary, I want you to do 40K annual, annual contract value every month. I see. So, so yeah, so just to get, so we're talking about the same lengths of time for each. If you're paying yeah. me $10,000 a month base as a sales rep, you want me yeah. adding 40,000 in new ACV, which is equivalent to about $3,500 of new MRR. Yeah, yeah, correct. I see. Interesting. And has that sort of worked? Do you think you can scale with those sort of ratios? Yeah, that, um, that is working very well. Um, our leads are super cheap. Um, so with that, with that ratio, um, we've been able to, to now have um, four guys selling and we expect to, to get that to 10 within the next 12 months. Um, Sorry, get, get what to 10? The quota bearing sales reps. So from four to 10 within the next 12 months. In oh, sorry, in terms of hiring more? Yeah, hiring more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, got it. You said you get leads very cheap. What's it cost you in terms of fully weighted CAC to get a new you know, $3,500 a year customer? Yeah, so if you factor everything in with um, salary and onboarding and, and ad spend, um, our CAC right now is $2,000. $2,000, okay. So about 10-month, 11-month payback period. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually a bit shorter because we have an upfront fee. Um, from our clients, which kind of cuts down that payback period a lot. What's the um, upfront fee? So that's just around a thousand US dollars. And what is that for setup or something? Yeah, that's for setup. Yeah. Interesting. So, like helping them install your checkout system on their homepage. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Churn's critical in a SaaS company. Last time you came on, you said it was about 18% annually. What's it today in terms of revenue? Um, so, growth. Were you asking about growth? Uh, sorry, sorry. Revenue churn annually. Yeah, so annually 
we are around 10%. 10%. And do you have expansion revenue as well? Yeah. So net revenue retention um, is actually 131%. Okay. So, so you're churning 41% annually. You're expanding. Sorry, you're churning 10% annually. You're expanding 41% annually. So net revenue retention is 131. Yeah. Yeah. How, what's the most effective way that your customer success reps are driving expansion revenue? Is it selling into new products or is it upselling a utility-based usage metric? So the most, the single most efficient one is actually making the restaurateurs implement the, the loyalty scheme of our online ordering product um, in order to generate more online orders because we have a revenue kickback um, on those orders. Um, so that's the single most efficient one. Then the second most efficient one is upselling, not, no, not upselling, cross-selling, um, so that we make sure that the clients have the full product suite. Super smart. Very good, Mads. You're building, you're building an animal here, man. You should be excited. Yeah, I am. It's, uh, it's amazing. And all the co-founders, uh, they're still in the company, so they all still have about 20%? Yeah. Yeah, so everybody still in the company. Um, everybody owns equally. Um, of course, we diluted after funding, um, but we uh, we own equally. Um, that's so. that's that's great. And how old are you? Uh, twenty four, and the other guys are between twenty two and thirty. That's great. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, Blitzscaling by Reed Hoffman. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Reed Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> number uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Um, so easy answer would be Slack, um, but I would go with uh, B Suite. I think it's, uh, it's it's so powerful. As number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight hours. I think it's really important. Yeah. So you're 24 years old. I assume you're single, no kids. Uh, I'm actually not single. I'm living with Mrs. Um, not married, but we expect a kid uh, to oh, February. Oh, that's super exciting. Okay, got it. So married and one kid on the way. That's extremely. Ex oh, sorry, sorry, not married, but one kid on the way. Yeah, yeah. And very that's you're gonna have a you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have a startup baby and a real baby here soon. Yeah, I have. All right. Last question. Take us back four years. What do you wish you knew when you were twenty? How not to fuck up a cap table. Um <laughs> did some really toxic rounds early on and had to fix that. Um luckily I did, but uh learn the funding game uh from experts. Talk to somebody who's done it before. Sorry, I should have asked questions about that. I didn't know you went through a painful experience there. What happened early on where you just you wouldn't do it the same way again? Um, we took in way too much money on a too early stage, which led to too much dilution. So when Metro Accelerator came around um, a couple of years in and wanted us on, um, we actually went to the selection day, but got turned down because of our cap table in the end um, and had to fix that. So basically took in a toxic investor who didn't know anything about SaaS, who didn't know anything about startups, took too much money from them um, and fucked up our cap table and had to fix that. Mads, how much of the company did you sell for $2 million? Um, so, to, so that's post that. Um, so today we diluted by 30% uh, total. Um, yep. But in, prior to that, before I fixed the fuck up, I did really early on. And we were diluted like nearly half. It was like money takes close to half of the business for, for 100K dollars. For 100K or 400K? 100K dollars. Um, what year did you do that round in? That was in 2015. Um, but we, we fixed that. 
a couple of years later. Okay, got it. So you sold, I mean, this was early on, you didn't know what you were building, right? So you sold 50% of the business for $100,000 yeah. in 2015. Yeah. You then realized, yeah. oh my gosh, we messed up. Tell me how yeah. you got out of that. Um, basically, we we were lucky that the shareholders agreement was uh, something the investor basically got from the drawer um, and it was really, really badly constructed. So we were able to use that to our advantage and basically we could sit on our asses and do nothing for, for as long as we wanted. So we kind of pressured him out and and he accepted to take the money we put down dollar by dollar and gave us all the, the shares back. What year was that? So he put it in 2015, you gave the money back in what year? 2017. Okay, so he basically had a hundred grand locked up, earning no interest, no return for two years. Yeah. Okay, well, at least, hey, at least you got it fixed, man. Yeah, we did, we did. We had I to take it. a bank, but we did. You see, you have bank debt right now? Um, no, we paid it out. Uh, oh, nice. We worked it. Guys, quite a story. Quickorder.dk, you'd think because they serve the restaurant industry, COVID would hit them hard. They've actually like quadrupled the business, more than quadrupled. They were doing just $20,000 a month about 18 months ago. Now they're doing almost $380,000 a month, a $4.5 million run rate, serving 1,300 restaurant locations. The number one product, the ability for customers to check out on restaurants, websites, actually obviously a great feature to have during COVID. They raised $3.5 million to do it. They're almost profitable. Team of 40, 20 on the team, 10 quota carrying folks between sales and customer success. Mads, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.